You are listening to the Beard Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by ATBSports.net. Hello there! Jesus. (laughs) That had some stank behind it. Welcome to the Beard Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Beard Brother Dylan. And I'm Beard Brother AJ. And uh, we are joined by AJ's special guest this week. Uh, It's my my parents' dog. (laughs) Her name's Gracie. She's all of like six foot two. She's she's a uh, pure blood Great Dane. She's not even a year old and she's over 100 pounds. Good lord. So if you hear a, a slight trot from a horse in the background, it's the dog running around the house. <laughs> you hear some, some whinnying. <laughs> but yeah, we've uh, we've got a full doc- or full docket here for you. I can't talk. I'm, I'm a bit sleepy boy. But yeah, let me pull it up here real quick. We have our news from around the league. Our league news, sorry. Um, we're not the ballers. I keep doing that. <laughs> it's habit, man. Yeah. I we listen to them. Well, so that and I, I say it along with their their voiceover every time. Yeah, uh, our free agent freakout. Uh, we actually have a couple players we're going to go over today with that, and then uh, we are going to go a little bit about ourselves. We're going to go over our personal top ten favorite players of all time, just to kind of give people an insight into what kind of players we like and what kind of shaped our football fandom uh, growing up or in AJ's stage, grown all, up all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we get our fantasy guess who returning. We got one player each this time, and then um, we'll see how we feel about it. I don't know. We'll we'll do it, but we'll uh, kind of go over the rules for our CWFL so that way it's documented on uh, what our draft lottery is going to be to determine our first four picks in the draft. So we will jump right in. I'm going to head right over to Bleacher Report. Uh, it's a bit of a slow news week. I know the first one that I wanted to talk about was Miles Garrett got reinstated. Yes. How do you feel about him having? only six games for attempted murder. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's guys that have gotten less for worse. Yeah, I saw... It was a a full meme that I saw that was... um, It was like, Zeke, six games for girlfriend lying. And (laughs) uh, slightly underinflated footballs, four games for Tom Brady. (laughs) And, like, just a bunch of stupid shit. Yeah, I mean, you got the whole fucking... And then attempted murder, six games. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that have gone on in the NFL that I... I feel like the rest of the season was good. I think, if I remember correctly, it was without pay. Yes. So, to me... I I think he was put on the commissioner's exempt list. I believe so, but I don't I'm know not what the hell that even on means. That is, yeah. So, ooh, we got some we got some video here of Sam Darnold working on his footwork. <laughs> but if if you want my honest opinion, I'm very happy to have him back. The defense needs him. Yes. That they that defense tanked without him there. So, do I condone or am I happy with anything that he did? Not even in the fucking slightest. Yeah, it was it was completely unacceptable the way he reacted. It, both players were at fault. I'm a little pissed off that Mason Rudolph didn't get a suspension. I, I'm mad that he got off pretty much scot free. Yeah. Um. And Miles Garrett's claiming that the NFL's hiding audio of him dropping, dropping an bomb. An M bomb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Which, if that's true, I still don't. Th- think it warrants that on-field behavior when you got so many kids that look up to you like that yeah even then you i understand well i don't understand because i'm white i i've never been called a word that would make me that enraged yeah so i but from a certain standpoint 
you are an NFL player, you have to kind of be above that a little bit. And yeah, and I can understand how how irritating and well, not even irritating, how triggering a word in that manner would be. Yeah, exactly. That you would want to essentially suplex him through the ground, mm-hmm. but or decapitate him with his with right. his own equipment. He was just trying to put it back on forcefully. Yeah, uh, it says here, and it was a quote from a Mason Rudolph called me a stupid N word during brawl. Jeez. Yeah. If that's true, that's fucking bananas. If he were to say something like that too, I'd say just get Mason Rudolph the fuck out of the league. If I, yeah, if that comes back as true, he's got to go. Because mm-hmm. I mean, think of I mean, and this is gonna sound really weird, but like the amount of you know black people in the NFL. No, there it, it's mostly a black league. I yeah. mean, I understand for like quarterbacks and kickers, it's a predominant. Those are two pr- predominantly white positions, and. Like receiver is, I'd say, predominantly black, and, and a lot maybe of, a couple white guys, you know, peppered in here. Or yeah, there. then you got your I've, salted in here. Or there, <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of your like offensive line and like I, I'd say or, it's or, it's, it's a that's mix, mix. an offensive line and defensive line. Yeah, I regardless, I mean that's that sets a bad image. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that even if you said it in hockey, like who gives a shit? Fuck that person. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, there's there's. I think I counted it one day. There's like four black at guys. At least that I can remember. No, there's more than that. Um, like I counted, I think I got to like eight total black dudes that I yeah. can think of in the NFL. I, I can think or of. Or NHL, I'm sorry. I can think of one in the NHL that I've ever, or two. Jerome Ginla and P.K. Subban are the two black okay. guys that I know in hockey. So. Yeah, say P.K., Jerome Ginla, Ray Emery, oh, Wayne yeah. Simmons, oh, Trevor Daly. There's another one I'm forgetting, and it's going to bug me. It's, become, it's quickly becoming the Beard Brothers Hockey Podcast. <laughs> yes. That, the hockey podcast may be a thing. I'm, yeah. I'm in talks <laughs> with somebody. Um, but, no, that that was just six off, five or six off the top of my head. Um, but regardless, I mean, to continue on with the show, because otherwise we could talk about this forever. It's fucked up, both sides. I'm happy he's back. Hopefully no more instances like this happen. And everybody's happy. Yeah. And they, they play the sports ball and everybody goes home without head injuries. So uh, one of the ones I'm looking at on Bleacher Report here is Tyrod Taylor could end up being the, the starting quarterback for the Chargers. They might want to see what they have in him. for. Yeah, because they, they announced officially that Phillip Rivers will not be coming back to the team. Yes. Now, for fantasy purposes... He's a streamable option, honestly. I mean, he has streamable a, at best because he's been what three different teams now. One of them being the Browns. Yes, but my my big thing with him is he has a solid rushing floor. He'll probably minimum get you like twenty to thirty yards rushing, and then the amount of weapons he has around him it depends on if Hunter Henry comes back or not, and if they can bring back like say Eckler. I don't think they're bringing back Gordon, but if if he has a a, a substantial amount of weapons around him, I do I do like his. His, He's got potential. His, yeah, his low end, like second quarterback on your team in one quarterback leagues, or even if he is ends up as your second quarterback in a two QB league, he's a, a workable option if he is the quarterback to to play there. They, I think they might try to see what they have in Easton Stick as well. Who? Weird, yeah, Easton Stick. <laughs> he was a fourth, maybe fifth rounder that they just drafted this last year. So never even heard of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because he was their third-string quarterback. I mean, they got one, two, three, four, That five. dickhead took Cardale Jones' spot. <laughs> they got the sixth pick in the draft. 
Do you yeah, think they I, go for a quarterback? They'd have to trade up if they wanted to, or they would just have to settle for somebody like Justin Herbert, or if they like somebody else like Jordan Love. Or I mean, they're not going to take Jordan Love with the sixth pick. They're not going to take Jake Fromm with the sixth pick. There's a number. I mean, do you, you can get Jalen Hurd even. Do you think – you don't think Tua would fall to him? No. To them? No. I don't, I don't think Tua's getting past five with the Dolphins. And I, even then, I think you'll have to trade up with the Redskins or the Lions to – to be able to take him. Fair enough. And I know he's got injury concerns, but I think quarterback is such a prominent position in the NFL that you're going to have to, if you want to have a franchise quarterback, which Tua could potentially be, I'm not saying he is or isn't, but he has the talent to be that. So if you want him, I think either the Redskins will have to trade down and give that pick to somebody else or the Lions will. It depends. There was there was a rumor floating around that since he trades down, I don't see that happening. I don't either. There at, was just at all. it was brief talks. I've read a couple things. They're moving on from Andy Dalton. They know they gave Ryan Finley a shot during the that season. Was bad. Yeah, and it was even worse. Andy Dalton got both of their wins. Yeah. So, um, there was a couple other ones that I had spotted here. Our Cardinals are apparently not going to cut David Johnson. So bad I, move. I, not really. Honestly, I mean it. It isn't. It isn't. It just depends on how much. Yeah, he's owed ten point two million. So that's yikes. But it's whatever at this point. I think it's mostly going to be Kenyon Drake, and they'll have potentially Chase, Chase Edmonds. Edmonds back. I don't know if he's a I free agent or not. I don't think he I is. I thought Edmonds had at least another year. Yeah, two. he should still be on his rookie contract. Yeah. So, See, I know the Falcons are talking about moving on from Devontae Freeman. Yes, Devonta. De- well, either way. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's so many Devontas, Devontae's in the league. Yeah, there's, there's several cut casualties that are very likely. Like Sammy Watkins, they'd free up $14 million. He should just quit. He's going to go be a lizard somewhere. He'll sleep on a rock somewhere in Florida. Um, but with Devonta Freeman, if they keep him, it's – I think it'll cost him 14 mil. Yeah, because he signed a pretty juicy contract. But if they cut him, it's nine in dead cap space. Yeah, and I think – Somewhere around there. No, no, no. I think it's a little more than that because they, they free up like $3.5 from what I saw. So they gain a little bit, but they still have dead cap space from him whether he's there or not. Yeah. So. Could you imagine if uh, if uh, DeAndre Swift went there, stayed in Georgia? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> that he's gonna be a killer in the once, once he'd he gets be, to the he'd league. be a guaranteed. Depends on what kind of league you have, but if it's like a standard dynasty league with one quarterback, he might be the one hundred one at yeah. that point. He's he's the fucking tank. I was looking because they showed it earlier. Uh, Odell got a Kobe tattoo, so that's cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, there was a thing, and I meant to screenshot it, but I didn't. But just it was like cut casualties, like potential ones. Alshon Jeffrey, I know, is, is a big one. He's Devonta still Freeman. hurt, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I know Josh Norman is confirmed to be cut off the Redskins. Not that their defense was anything special anyways, and he's well over the hill of being one of the – probably like top five or six cornerbacks when he yeah. was at his peak. So, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like I said, it's a slow news week, so we will – we will move right on to what did I have next? I don't remember. I don't remember either. No, oh, our free agent freakout. Uh, this should eat up a decent amount of time. All of the Saints quarterbacks. Yes, every <laughs> single one of them is technically a free agent. Now, I we'll we'll cover. I'll say right off the bat. I think it's almost guaranteed that if Drew Brees doesn't retire, and we'll give a percentage on what we think he he will do, but um, I think it's. 99.9% he's coming back to the 
to the Saints if he doesn't retire. Yeah. And then I also feel the same way about Taysom Hill because even if – I don't think anybody's going to really give him an opportunity to be a he's starting quarterback. He's in his 30s now, right? Yeah, he's 30, I think, yeah. exactly. So he he's a late bloomer. And NFL Twitter's savage – savagely dogging the fuck out of him right now because they're like, oh yeah, he could be the next Steve Young and they show college tape of him just whiffing on receivers. <laughs> so yeah, I... There's, there's, because he even said himself, the the quote I read was, I, I see myself as a starter, I see myself as a franchise quarterback and if I'm not going to get that New Orleans, I want, I want out. Good luck. Yeah, like, <laughs> honestly. I'm paraphrasing nobody, like a little bit, but... Nobody uses him better than the Saints. Yeah. He is... Yeah, he's he's a decent quarterback, and I use the term decent because I. But think his plays, his 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 good play throwing style. plays work with gimmick plays. They, I don't think he could consistently be accurate. We've seen him miss players on the even on those gimmick plays. Yeah, he's he's a fun gadget player. I think knowing your place and knowing your value would go a long way with him because nobody's gonna want to fucking pay him starting quarterback money. No, no one's gonna want to pay him even $10 million a year to be their starting quarterback. And I, I don't think not even since he, yeah, I, the only place where I could potentially see him going and potentially even getting a shot at a starting quarterback job is if the Panthers move on from Cam Newton and run like a gimmicky read option and something similar to the Ravens. kind of like what, not even the Ravens kind of similar to what like the Broncos did with Tim Tebow. Yeah. Taysom Hill's a better quarterback than Tim Tebow, I think, at least accuracy-wise and being able to get the ball downfield. But I just I just don't see it. It's too gimmicky. Defenses would catch on super fast. Yeah. The reason it works now is because it's so sparingly I mean, because you got Drew Brees offense. throwing 90% of your offense, and then, uh-oh, shit, he's running. Yeah, exactly. So and I don't I don't see I'm, – I'm with you on that. I don't see Taysom going anywhere. I, if If Drew retires, maybe they'll run with him. Or if Drew does retire, maybe they keep Teddy. Yeah, if if he retires, I think they go for Teddy or maybe even give Taysom that shot. But Teddy Bridgewater is the most intriguing one out of this whole class because he could end up anywhere. I know the Panthers were already said to be excuse me, interested in him. And I, there's several other teams that could probably use him, honestly. Well, uh, Tampa, mm-hmm. if they move on from Jameis, which... I mean, Chargers. I mean, any of the quarterback hungry teams we've talked about. Maybe John Gruden wants to go a different direction. Maybe he likes Teddy Bridgewater and decides to cut Derek Carr, which would be stupid because they still owe him a shit ton of money. Yeah, they do. But because I think Teddy still got it. He's what three three years out from that injury. Two or three, yeah. And I mean, when he filled once in, this next season starts, he'll be three years removed from it. Yeah, yeah. So. I think he's got what it takes. Cause, I mean, he killed it in Minnesota before his. I think was it his ACL? His leg got blown yeah, up. Yeah, he was doing. He was on the on an upward trajectory. He wasn't like amazing or anything by that stretch. It's just he was he was playing better, and it it sucks that we'll probably never see his full potential because he's a really fucking good dude. So, I I'm intrigued to see if someone decides to maybe let a quarterback go that we didn't think about. Like maybe the lions decide to move on from Stafford, but I doubt it. Cause they owe him so much money. Um, one of the other points I want to bring up, cause all the speculation about Cam Newton, that honestly wouldn't be a God awful idea for them, for the Panthers to hold on to him just because he's paid 21 and a half million. He's due that this next year. 
and honestly, that's pretty cheap for quarterbacks now. Especially for... One who's won an MVP before. Yeah. Especially someone with high profile like Cam. Yeah. And I know he's highly injury prone and very inconsistent at times. If anything, if they brought in... Because they're, they're moving on from Kyle Allen, right? Like... What, I think he's a free agent this year, and they and they'll just maybe let him, let go. him go. Or yeah, yeah. So I mean, if they say if they did draft somebody, I don't know who they would pick. Well, up. they just they just drafted uh, Will Greer. If you remember, they gave him a little bit of a shot towards the end of the season. Yeah, and, I mean, he'd be a solid backup at this point. It's, yeah. See, if you give somebody for Cam to mentor, you you really at least get something out of the money you're paying for him. Yeah. So I mean, even even if he's there, it helps put butts in seats because you know how many fucking Cam Newton jerseys pa- Panthers fans have probably bought? All of them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they either, I feel like they either own that jersey or a McCaffrey jersey. At this point, yeah. And probably a Keekly one. Or maybe, he's gone. A, maybe a Steve Smith Jr. jersey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, he was Steve Smith Sr. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew need, what you were going for, I though. Need, but I need to change something then. <laughs> yeah, I, fantasy relevance wise, Drew needs to stay in New Orleans if you want him to be relevant. Teddy Bridgewater, I don't, I don't see him going anywhere where it would make him any more relevant. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, I don't think is going to be hyper relevant regardless because he's going to be a checkdown guy. I think because be of consistent his, uh, yeah, but because of his leg injuries, he might be like a bye week fill in or you know what I mean. Just yeah, I, I would prefer Tyrod Taylor over him. If say, say Tyrod Taylor's a starter for the Chargers, and let's say. The Panthers do like him. Move on from Cam and and go with Teddy Bridgewater. I would personally draft Tyrod Taylor in a redraft league over Teddy Bridgewater in the late rounds, just because I think the upside's there more for Tyrod than would be for somebody like Teddy with, Bridgewater. With the, with the targets that the Chargers have, mm-hmm. I think Tyrod would be fantasy relevant. Yes. So my my big thing is because of the leg injuries, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy's not. And we be, saw it. He's not that mobile anymore. Yeah, we saw it in his stretch with the Saints. He didn't run. He didn't want to run. He didn't want to take hits. It's he. If he went somewhere else, he'd have to go somewhere with an offensive line. Maybe the Colts, because if the Colts look to there, move on there from was talks Jacoby Brissett there as well. Yeah. So if if they move on from Jacoby Brissett, I think Philip Rivers would be a perfect. That would be a perfect was, landing spot for that him. That was another talk. For, yeah. for Philip to go there because. I don't think he retires. No, no, no. There's I think he most, gives it the most year common two. place where he's being said to go right now is Tampa Bay. No, that's awesome because they have amazing weapons there, and I think it would be OJ Howard would fucking shoot through the roof in and value. That, and if that's the case, I'll keep Phillip on my fantasy team. Exactly. <laughs> um, but their offensive line isn't great, and Philip Rivers can't move. <laughs> no, he can't. He's so old. I changed his name to Old Man Rivers in my team for a reason. Yeah, he's uh. He's very Drew Bledsoe-esque, where he's just a fucking statue in the pocket. And he can still make plays. I just think I. it's more of the same if he moved from the Chargers to the Bucks. It's more or less the same situation, honestly. Yeah. Where they have two good receivers with Mike. Well, the receivers are better in Tampa overall between the two. But Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in L.A. L.A. In L.A. And then... Um, and then, of course, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. You, and then compare Hunter Henry to O.J. Howard. Spark score-wise, they're about the fucking same. I think O.J. Howard's more athletic, but Hunter Henry's a better blocker. So, I, I think that's a lateral move for him, and fantasy relevance-wise, it wouldn't do much for Phillip Rivers. And I think it, honestly, might probably take a little bit of a hit with Evans and Godwin and all those ancillary pieces. 
It would definitely, as you said, though, it turned boost into, up O.J. Howard. Turned into the free agent freakout for Philip Rivers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I... As, as, as much as, you know, I... Because I, I mentioned, you know, wanting to talk about the Saints. As I thought about it more over the week, like, it's kind of obvious what what's probably going to happen with Drew. He's mm-hmm. going to come back, I think, for one more run. Yeah. And then call it quits. If so, he, per- percentage-wise, I'm leaning... I mean, talks have gotten more serious about him honestly contemplating retirement so i'll i'll go 75 he stays in the league 25 he retires i'd i'd go something close to that i'd go 80 he stays 20 he's gone okay so yeah that makes sense and Um, then with that either way i think i don't think Taysom goes anywhere other than new orleans i think he stays there regardless yeah as you and i agree nobody's gonna want to take that that risk on a, a whole new quarterback at 30 yeah that's been that an auxiliary proven. piece at most. Yeah, and he's been all he's played every position but quarterback. A little bit of a f- flash in the pan vibe from him. Yeah, and then Teddy, I think Teddy's the biggest wild card out of the whole situation. So here's when we're talking about. I don't like Teddy Bridgewater as a fantasy relevant quarterback. I don't either. But if he goes somewhere, I don't think it hurts their pieces because he showed that Michael Thomas was still Michael Thomas when Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback. Yeah. So say he went to Indy. I still think T.Y. Hilton, I almost called him Ty Hilton, (laughs) T.Y. Hilton has the same value that he had before with Jacoby. Yeah. So, or maybe even a little bit higher of a ceiling if he goes to Carolina. It all depends on if T.Y. can stay healthy, too. Yeah, if he goes to Carolina, I think it maybe hurts a little bit because Cam can make better down the field throws. But, honestly, both D.J. Moore and Curtis Samuel and Christian McCaffrey are both catch it short and make a play guys. So I don't, it doesn't really yeah. hurt them there either. So if Teddy Bridgewater goes to one of those teams where you have a wide receiver or a running back, I You're don't think, fine. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Let's plus just give it to CMC. He's going to put the entire world on his gigantic biceps <laughs> yeah. and just plow through everybody. Including Danny Amendola's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> just it's my bitch now. Yeah. All right, guys. Mr. Steal Your Girl. So we're going to get uh, let you get to know us a little bit better. We have our um, About the Beard Brothers, is what we're calling the segment. Um, we're just going to go over our top ten players, why we like them. And uh, I do want to give a quick couple shout-outs to – well, not shout-outs, really. They're not going to fucking listen. <laughs> you never know, man. But uh, We're worldwide now. <laughs> yeah, I shit. I, uh, Drew Brees didn't make it on my list. He's, like, right there. Um, and then – God, I'm trying to think. Julio Jones is one of my favorite wide receivers to watch. He just missed out on my say, on my list. Tony Gonzalez, I fucking loved. Watching I love him Tony, play. but he like Tony didn't make mine. One who's probably maybe a little shocking considering my college team was Tom didn't make my top ten. Okay, so well, I'll kick it off at number ten. Mine's Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, t- Tom didn't make my top. 10. I have I have an appreciation just for what he's done. Oh, don't give me like, I love wise. what he's done. It's it's just it's insane. Like if in a vacuum, if you compared him one on one with every other quarterback in the league, like Drew Brees has him beat on yardage and touchdowns, and that's it. And to win six Super Bowls over the span of two decades, I fucking hate Michigan. I'm a big OSU fan. Uh, AJ is the Michigan fan in the room, <laughs> but I, Michigan didn't know how to use him. And honestly, the rest of the league didn't know what the fuck to do with him. He was a six round pick. He was picked one ninety nine. Yeah. Like just to be able to do what he's done in his career 
And I know a lot of people like to shit on the Patriots for cheating and all that stuff, but in a vacuum, if you just look at what he's done throughout his span of playing football, which is 20 years now, it's fucking insane, dude. Like, the yeah. dominance he's had at his position and in, in, in his sport, we've maybe seen, like, one or two other guys do that in, like, Gretzky and Jordan. I, it's, and that's it. Yeah, it's unfucking heard of. Or maybe even, like, Jim Brown in, before the NFL was, like, in the, the Super NFL. Bowl era. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, because there's, there's two... There's also, I think, two different mindsets as to how I think... And I could be just chatting shit here. Oh, real quick, too. I want to touch. These aren't our favorite fantasy players of all time. These are our fi- favorite football players of all time in the NFL. Yeah, that, that's... Yeah. But I feel like, as a mindset of how we like the game to be played, I could be wrong, and correct me if I am, I feel like you're more of an offensive-minded... Yeah, I don't... I, I have... But say, and I'm, I'm very defensive. Two. I have two defensive players on my list. I have one... Two, three, four, five. Okay. So by half. But I've always been a defensive person. That's how I view hockey. My favorite position is defenseman. But my number ten is Ed Reed. He that was another one I wanted to mention too. I fucking he just he is like one of my favorite defensive backs of all time, and his ability to pick off a ball and fucking return it to the house was insane. His ability to read a fucking quarterback. To Ed Reed. (laughs) (laughs) To Ed Reed a defense. And just adjust on the fly to make that pick or mm-hmm. make that play was fucking incredible. And Troy Polamalu too was one of those amazing like everywhere you fucking could imagine him he was there. Yeah. But Did, he played for the Steelers so he doesn't even make my honorable mentions. Yeah, say he makes mine. I don't I don't care. Like I I have a Ravens player in, in my mm-hmm. number 10. But I you heard the story from Pat McAfee when they had like that yes, for sure. Yeah, I was the one who showed it to you. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you hear that Troy finally explained what happened? No, I was listening. I was watching Pat McAfee's show and they, they, they had an interview with like some random dude head and they're like, so do you know why you lined up in the C gap against Pat McAfee? He's like, God told me to, and <laughs> I was they were talking, who were they talking to? There was another defensive player for the Steelers around that same time. And I can't think of his name. Harrison, maybe no fuck. I can't, I can't think of it, but I guess they kept, Every huddle, like, Troy just wouldn't pay attention. Yeah. Or, like, they would think, everything was, Jesus told me to do this. God's lead me there. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, God just told you to do that, huh? That's how you knew how to do that? <laughs> and with that play where he leaps over the offensive line to make that sack, mm-hmm. they're like, he's like, nobody knew that cadence. Yeah. And we talked to Troy, he's like, I just knew. <laughs> and then the, That's, He has to have some fucking sixth sense about that shit. Yeah, he was fucking insane. The, the amount of plays that that dude made from the safety position, and I understand it's probably the easiest to make the plays from the safety position as opposed to, like, D-tackle or corner. But just the plays that he but, made, the not so much how many he did. But, but his ability to cover ground and get to the spot and know where the ball was going, shit like that. Ed Reed was the same way. Yeah. I just think Ed Reed was a bit more flashy with it. 100%. Did you ever, real quick too, did you ever see the play where, uh, not Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu had an interception against the Chiefs way back when, and Larry Johnson fucking pulled him down by his hair? Yeah, because they <laughs> changed, there was a whole rule issue about that. No, because if, if your hair is that long, it's... Yeah, because yeah. everybody was like, we can't pull him down by his hair, and the NFL was like, no, that it's outside the helmet, that's part of your yeah, it's, it's Yeah, exactly. It's so, part of your jersey at that yeah, point. Yeah. So, sucks to suck, get over it. Mm-hmm. And then we, do we want to snake this like we do all our other lists? Yeah, go for it. My number nine. <laughs> Steve Smith Sr. Okay. 
he just the the passion he had for the sport. Oh my God, and just second to none. Yeah, and just <laughs> his uh, same thing with you know Ed Reed, just his ability to fucking read shit mm-hmm. and just make things happen and just yell about it yeah. all the time. His his attitude, like his I just, fiery passion. Yeah, just watching him scream, like when somebody would say something, he's like I got you, and then he just fucking make the play. Yep, fucking love Steve Smith. That was that was a change I made because I thought it was junior, not senior. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number nine for me, I, this falls under the category of, I love power backs more than, oh, quick shout out to, cause he's an elusive back, Barry Sanders. I fucking, oh, and I, I'm going to have to delete somebody here. Uh, quick shout out to Eddie George. Who's just now getting off my list too, as, as an honorable mention. Cause I have to put this guy in and you'll hear when I snake it. Okay. So I got that typed in there. Um, but yeah, number nine is Jerome Bettis. I fucking love power backs and the, his, his ability to make it as an NFL star with ultimate dad bod. Just who'd you say? Sorry. Jer- Jerome Bettis. That's which number is he for you? I have him number nine. Okay. Yeah. So I, I just loved watching him run motherfuckers over dude. And it just was, watching them. It was people. so much fun watching him play. And I, I was glad to see he got to go out on top winning the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I was not happy that the Steelers won the Super Bowl, but I was happy that he got one before he that got was, to go. That was my yeah. thing. Former uh, Rams player, I believe, too. Yeah. Yeah, he played for the Rams before he played for the Steelers. But, um, yeah, he was uh, – you haven't seen a running back like that, I don't think, ever, honestly. Like, not I can't, really. I can't think of one. I think the closest thing we got to is somebody who's just going to plow people over, maybe Derrick Henry. Because he's built like yeah, a fucking Sherman Yeah, but tank. he's fucking jacked. Yeah. Jerome Bettis was just a, a tubby boy. Like, he had muscle, too, but he was just a chubby man just running motherfuckers over. Uh, the only other back I can think of that was like that wasn't even a running back. He was a quarterback, Jared Lorenzen, if you remember. I have no clue who that he, is. Rest in peace. He passed away not that long ago, but he was uh, known as Hefty Lefty. <laughs> he, uh, oh, I know who yeah. you're talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> he, he played for, like, the River Monsters or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that dude was, like... They were like picking on him about his weight, but it kept working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, he he played for the Giants for a short stint. He was their backup quarterback. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So moving on to my number eight, because I missed him, and there's so many guys that we're gonna miss. But Kelvin Johnson, I, I had to take out. Eddie he was George. in my honorables. Yeah, because I, I didn't know if I should put him up there, if I shouldn't. Now I I have a special place in my heart for him because I've seen he's one of the few guys I've seen play live. I've been to one NFL game live, and it was. Uh, his second year, Matt Stafford's rookie year. So uh, we've talked about it on the show before, but, uh, when Matt Stafford snubbed you, yeah, that, <laughs> that fuck boy. Um, no, but I, that, and when me and my buddy Mason would always play Madden together, we, we would just run the Calvin play, which was like run a streak down the field. Or I might give like a slight hesitation when they had uh, the team up mode or squads. Yeah where one person would play like wide receivers, one person would play quarterback and the other one would play running back. So I I'd, I'd like give like maybe a little stutter step or just straight fucking fly past dudes and just Kelvin <laughs> like <laughs> wide open 90% of the time. So I I have a great appreciation he did retire too young for me, but it's for good reason. You've seen the picture of his hands. Oh. It's it, yeah, it's not yeah, really it's looking gross. Like good for him. He talks about like he's a big weed advocate now or um not weed per se, but uh, what's that other shit? CBD. Yeah, CBD oil. Yes, yeah, I use stuff, that stuff like that. It's yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, snaking into my number eight. My number eight is your number nine. 
is the bus. Jerome Lettuce. Yeah, I I remember playing football in the yard with my buddies, and for some reason I... On the yard? You know what I meant. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, we were stomping it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lame. I would, I would just... I was bigger than everybody. I always mm-hmm. have been in my friend group. And I would just run people over t- screaming that I was Jerome Bettis. <laughs> so... That he always had a special place in my heart, and as much as I don't like the Steelers as a Browns fan, I always enjoyed Jerome, and I was so happy to see him get that ring. Yeah, it. I didn't. I. Ah. Did you hear about the? Uh, God, I don't know why I remember this story, but it was like right after they won the Super Bowl. Uh, this little burger joint in Pittsburgh, named a. Um, it was called the Pittsburgher, and uh, it had. Uh, it was a Ben Roth or no, it was called the Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> and uh, it had Jerome lettuce on it and it had Heinz ketchup. I remember that. Nice. Like Heinz Warden. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number seven shockingly is the only Browns player on my list. I have, how many did I say? I have four Cowboys yeah. on mine. Um, Joe Thomas, nine time pro bowler. That is probably the best Browns player you could have picked. I, I just fucking get, love them. Get man. your fucking lunch pail, don't miss a day, and get to work. Yeah, the dude, I don't think he missed a game until, like, the last, the, year the last season when he got hurt. Yeah. And, I mean, the dude, he's such a good dude off mm-hmm. the field, too, and he's got... And he's, he's, like, jacked now. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's fucking slim, stacked. He's slim... <laughs> oh, excuse me. Slim down. He's still a massive dude, like, at 6'6", six, six, I think. But he's pure muscle now. Yeah, and I mean, I've always loved him. He was an offensive tackle and it's just I loved his personality. So no man. no Tim Couch? No. No Kelly Holcomb? No. No no Bernie Kosar? You want to how how far down the list of quarterbacks <laughs> you want to go? There's like 42 in the span of 12 years. No Colt McCoy? No I I had hope for Colt too. No no Brady Quinn? No. No Deshaun Kaiser? No. <laughs> I had no hope for that no, kid. No money, Manziel. I I was so against that pick. I was so happy when the Browns took him because there was talks that the Cowboys wanted the to Cowboys take him. The Cowboys were looking his way too. No, they they afterwards they said absolutely not. We oh, wanted really? no part of Johnny Manziel. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was I. I can't say enough good things about Joe Thomas. Uh, so that's yeah. That your, was my number seven. Your number seven. I'll jump into my number seven, which is my first Cowboy on the list, Jason Witten. This dude that is, is a good pick. The picture of consistency. He has been awful in the Monday night booth, and luckily he just went back to football <laughs> right. and shaved his fucking toupee <laughs> off. But I, he's just been an amazing run and pass blocker. He's always there on third downs, making plays for one of the more unathletic guys, honestly, at a skill position in the NFL I've ever seen. Well, he had that one catch this year where he just, like, snagged one behind him one hand mm-hmm. and made it look effortless. And took it into the end zone, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yep. Against the Giants, I think. I don't remember which game it was. I, I just knew he's like, nah, yeah. mine. But I, there's one play, if you guys get a chance to look it up, that is just what Jason Witten was all about his career. I want to say it was against the Eagles. I could be wrong. But uh, he caught one over the middle, like he always does, and uh, turned around, got smacked, lost his helmet, and then continued running down the field for like another 30 yeah, yards. Yeah, I know what player you're talking yep. about. That was a, oh, that was fucking dope. Yeah, and he's just, he even, like, with how unathletic he was, still had the ability to make amazing catches and plays. So I, I just, another one of those guys, like, grab your pail and get to work. Yep. So uh, we'll snake into my number six, uh, the only 
one of the only two defensive players in their back to back, but they're gonna be broken up with your snake picks. But um, Champ Bailey is my Ooh. favorite cornerback of all time. I dude. forgot about yeah. Champ. I, I literally just redid a fantasy draft and I was like, you know what? I want a defensive minded head coach. I made Champ Bailey as <laughs> as the as the coach for the New York Jets. So and then proceeded to fantasy draft two corners in the first two rounds. Nice. <laughs> and uh who was it? Marlon Humphrey and Darius Slay. Uh but I just his same as kind of Ed Reed, but at a different position. Just his ability to be able to sniff out the ball. Um he had one I it was when he was with the Broncos. It, it sucks because he's the only interdivisional player that I drafted because he did play for the Redskins for a while. Yeah. He originally played for them. But uh, he when he played for the Broncos, he had this interception where he fucking like, perfectly timed it on the sideline, one-handed it, and tiptoed it in. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and that was like in the latter half of his career. Yeah. So I just I, – I loved watching Champ Bailey. He was my favorite like on an island corner I've ever watched, so – Fuck Darrell Revis, <laughs> who maybe had a higher peak, but yeah. didn't. I don't think did it as long or no, as consistently. I, I, I don't know how I forgot about Champ. That dude's... Oh, I loved him. My number six, another Raven, Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> I love Michael Keaton. Uh, I mean, Ray Lewis... We gotta change that, by the way. We need to make it like, I love my hero or something. Yeah, something that's yeah. not, you know, another direct rip from the ball. I love Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> so, I... As I mentioned, I hate saying that I like players from other teams, but... <laughs> Technically speaking... Yeah, he was a Brown. <laughs> Technically. Don't get me started on that, because that still burns was, was a little he dra- bit. Was he drafted the year that they moved to Baltimore? Yep. Yeah. So he was never actually a Brown. He just just missed it by a smidge. It was part of a deal that Bill Belichick got. He was in the, I'm trying to think, 98 draft? Yeah, because. Or no, it might have even been earlier than that. It would have been been 99 or 2000. Uh, Hold on, I'll have to look it up. Because I I think he honestly might have been drafted. I'm like, no, I I can. Because the Browns, I don't think the Ravens were a thing until 99. I could be yeah, wrong. No, you're right, because Tim Couch was their first pick it, when they came back. And they came back in, I think, 2000. Yeah, so I think, well, you guys left in 94, 95. And I we think had, 96 we, was the year he was drafted. Yeah, because we had to get the, the stadium built by a certain time to keep the team, and they never did. But um, there was a deal or a trade that Bill Belichick had part yeah, of. Yeah, he was drafted in 96. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought it was later than that. That he was guy, 21 when he came out. Retired at 36 after the 2012 season. Yeah, that... 17 years. The pick was because of a trade that Bill Belichick made before he left Cleveland. Okay. So, technically, Bill Belichick is the reason that Ray Lewis got drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> um, but Ray was just... He was a leader on and off the field, despite his off-the-field issues. I, yeah, I left him off my list purely because of the speculation of what he may or may not have done, <laughs> which we won't talk about. Yeah. But... I I was just like, oh, I'll just leave him off my list just because of character <laughs> issues. That's why I left Zeke off my list. Is cause yeah, I can understand that, though. I, but... I absolutely adore Zeke. He went to my favorite college and plays for my favorite team. And he should be on my list, but he's not because he's fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, so there... And I'm not just talking about his girlfriend lying. I'm talking about like all the other stupid shit he's done in the offseason. Like yeah. Beating up security guards or at pushing festivals. them. Yeah, and pulling girls' titties out at... at fucking St. Paddy's Day festivals and I didn't stay away from one. festivals, right. man. Like so and in the same vein, um my number five 
is the same position for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, Bears. My number five. I already forgot. Yeah, Wait, number five. Mike Singletary? Nope. Oh, Brian Urlacher. Brian Urlacher. Yeah. One of my favorite linebackers of all time. The dude was just a fucking monster. He was a fucking. He was another guy who was fucking a massive leader on the field. You know who one of mine is? Zach Thomas. Do you remember him? Played for the Dolphins for a while. I think yeah. He, he might have ended his career with the Cowboys, but I I just always liked him because he was tiny. He was like five eight five nine. He was nine. quick as fuck yeah. and got in on plays. Mm-hmm. And but Erlocker just powered his way through everybody. And he was just a fucking my, my number ten player. Juked out your your number five player one time. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I remember that. When Tom Brady juked yeah. out Brian Urlacher. Because Bri- he thought he was just going to the ground, and Tom was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, and Tom's slow as shit. Yeah. So, my my number five and my number six are two different linebackers. Again, solidifying the fact that I love defensive players. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number five is also my other defensive player, like I uh, spoke about earlier. Demarcus Ware, my favorite defensive cowboy player of all time. I just... Again, in that same vein of, like, grab your pail and get to work and just put your head down. I was so sad when he went to the Broncos, when they let him go. And I just... He finished his career in Denver, didn't he? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think he retired the year after they won that Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, because he ended up getting a ring. But, yeah, I, I absolutely love DeMarcus Ware. There's a lot of other Cowboy defensive players that... I Deion Sanders... Honestly, probably should have made my list, but I didn't. He I didn't, didn't really get to watch. I left a lot of players, except for my number one, uh, players that I didn't get to watch a lot, and I, I just, I didn't want to pick players that I didn't really get to see play a whole lot. So, Demarcus Ware retired in 2016. Yeah, so he he definitely finished with a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he was he was a fucking monster, dude, and he was in his prime was absolutely unstoppable. And I want to say. He was 6'4", 258. Uh, uh, well, here, hold on. I'll talk about my number four here real quick. Emmett Smith. I know it seems a little low. Uh, but, and you might laugh when you hear who my number two is. But um, <laughs> I, I, did, I wasn't super into football during Emmett's prime. Um, what ended up making me love the Cowboys is the number my number one because I was told about him growing up and shit like that, so... But Emmett Smith is the, I mean, statistical greatest running back of all time. There's there's players who were better than than him in their prime, but didn't last as long. Yeah. But that's a testament to his greatness is his longevity. And he like, also did really well on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. He won the <laughs> inaugural season, didn't he? I don't think he won it. I'm pretty sure he did. I'll look it up. But yeah, uh, we'll kind of glaze over that. The fact that he played for the Cardinals. <laughs> he did retire as a Cowboy. They signed him to a, a one-day contract. Yeah, I thought yeah. they did. I don't know why he ever... Which, why did they ever let him go? He was 34? 35? Still. Yeah. I. What do you mean, still? It's like, Emmett fucking Smith. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, it showed, like, when he went to Arizona, that he was at the tail end of his career, so they didn't want to pay him big money again. Um, real fun little tidbit for you, too. Do you remember that Eddie George ever played for the Cowboys? No. At the end of it, he ended his career with the Cowboys. I mean, huh. I think he retired as a Titan like they did the one-day contract thing. but He did win it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And em- I think it was the first ever season. Yes, Emmett won it with my favorite uh, female pro there, yeah. Cheryl Burke. Oh, ah, okay. 
My God, who's the who's the blonde dude? My grandma fucking loved him. Derek Huff. Yes. I think his name is. Yeah. yeah. My, my grandma would, like adored that man. Me, me and Dad used to just drool over Cheryl. <laughs> she was thick and sturdy, and we liked it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Emmett Emmett was fucking phenomenal, dude. And he would play through pain and the torn shoulder game as as like stuff of of lore. Him finishing out the game and still getting like well over a hundred yards rushing and getting into the end zone a couple times and I believe he has the most rushing touchdowns too. I could be mistaken on that, but I'm fairly certain. If it's not him, it's like Ladanian. Um most rushing touchdowns in a season or overall? Overall career. It is Emmett. Yeah. Emmett has hundred and sixty four LT had one forty five. And now uh, you go ahead and start talking about yours. I need to look up and see where Demarcus Ware finished in the all-time sack leader list. So, my number four, I don't think even made your list, was Drew Brees. Yeah, I said him in my honorable mention. Yeah, so I, I absolutely love Drew. Um, he's easily one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. He's still potentially going to play another season, even though. You know, I said Tom didn't make my list. I I think Tom could easily just snake back in there at number 10. Mm-hmm. Um, DeMarcus Ware finished ninth with 138.5 sacks. Gross. Terrell Suggs just passed him this year with 139. Who's got the most sacks ever? Bruce Smith. Okay. That I knew. Uh, Reggie White's just, just behind him. Uh, Bruce Smith, cool, even 200. <laughs> <laughs> I got 200? All yeah. right, I'm off the field. Reggie, Reggie White, 198. Uh, Kevin Green, uh, Julius Peppers is fourth with 159. Really? Yep. Stranahan at six, Jason Taylor at seven, which is more or less who the rock played in ballers. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, her or his sister is Colin Cowherd's, um, like, like female secondary yeah, person. That's yeah. off I, in the distance. I, hate, I don't want to say secretary, but kind of like, like secondary. Like yeah. it's her, like essentially co-host. Yeah. More or less. Um, Does, like, the news breaks for him and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But with, I mean, I could talk about Drew. What's, I mean, we've talked about Drew enough, mm-hmm. the show. That's He's my number four. My number three, yet another defensive player, Charles Woodson. I had a feeling he'd be on your list just because of Michigan lore. Not even that. I mean, he's I'm, the only defensive well, player to win the Heisman yeah. ever. I mean, it's not just that. Like, yeah, the whole Michigan thing's a huge thing being a Michigan fan, what he's done at that position over his career is... Did, did fu- he play for anybody besides Oakland and the Packers? I don't think so. No, I think those were the only two teams he played for. I think I'm he went up. back to Oakland after he his He finished his the, career yeah. in Oakland. Yeah, like, not just the one-day deal shit. Like he, no, went, he played, played a whole a, nother fucking yeah. season. Uh, let's see here. Who all... Yeah, because he had a good bye tour, I remember. Sorry. <laughs> Hit my e-cig in the middle of me thinking of something, but uh, I remember he had an interception like he, against Peyton he had never picked off Peyton in his career and one of the games against the Broncos he picked him off and they were like he well, finally he it. finally did it yeah, he yeah he only played for Green Bay in Oakland mm-hmm. um, and the one thing I always forget about Charles is another reason why I like him, he's from Ohio mm-hmm. he's from Fremont oh, okay He's from an hour outside of us. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, Charles is one of the best. So is uh, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's from so the is, Toledo area. So is uh, Big Ben. Yeah. No, well, he was he, Big Finley. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, 
who else? Uh, Jim Leland was from Perrysburg, the former Tigers uh, skipper. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he was. He was from Perrysburg. I know um, the Harbaugh brothers were, were born in Toledo. Yep. And then uh, what's the other one? Katie Holmes, the actress, the not-so-great actress. The, the one from who Toledo. married Tom Cruise. For a little bit. Yeah, and then got the he, fuck out with her yeah, kid before. Yeah, before he went batshit crazy. Uh, he was. I think he's always. He was already shit. on the on the way. I won't watch movies with him in it. Yeah. So my number three, Charles Woodson, one of my favorite defensive players of all time. My number three, kind of created my love for football. Honestly, um, did he do it with his bare hands? He was on the he was on the cover of NFL Fever 2002, which was the first ever football game that I ever played. Before I was smart and got Madden. <laughs> I've never even heard of that one. Yeah, it was an Xbox only game, like oh, for geez. the Xbox original. Yeah, that OG fucking brick <laughs> with the fucking ten pound controllers. You could kill somebody with either the controller or the system, <laughs> right? Um, but Peyton Manning, I absolutely adore Peyton. Oh, I love Peyton. I loved all of his pre-snap read shit. The Omaha, I like everything about. He's fucking hilarious in commercials and Saturday his Night Saturday Night Live stuff is yeah when he just. Pegs that kid in the back of the head. at little kids about <laughs> fucking having them break into cars and yeah. shit. Uh, he is one of the goofiest looking motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. Well, yeah. Well, every play he's ever had is stored in his yeah. massive head. Because <laughs> he his forehead into, just gets huge. He turned into Megamind by the end. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, he just kind of invigorated my love for football. If I didn't already have the Cowboys instilled in my heart from a young age, which I, I like kind of follow football, but like Peyton Manning created my love for it. You'd so have been a Colts fan? I would have been a Colts fan. So, um, I always kind of hold a special place in my heart for the Colts just because Peyton played for yeah. them. And I'll always kind of root for them a little bit. But, yeah, I absolutely love Peyton and statistically, I think, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Oh, I will not even come I, I don't to think anybody that. can argue that yeah. he is. He is statistically one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Um, also holds the record for most passing yards and touchdowns in a season. His one season with the Broncos. Very well. 55 touchdowns, I know that. And I want to say like 53... 53-77, I want to say is the record. You want to look that up for me real quick? I want to see if I... Most passing yards in a single season? Yep. yep. Most passing yards in a season. Um, Come on, phone. Work fast. Was definitely by Peyton. How many did you say? Fifty-three seventy-seven. You were very fucking close. <laughs> oh shit! Fifty-four seventy-seven. Oh motherfucker! <laughs> I knew it was. Oh, I knew it was five thousand seventy-seven and yep. some odd hundred yardage. I was really fucking close though. But uh, yeah, my number two has uh, reinvigorated my love of the quarterback position. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. I just want a Super Bowl, guys. <laughs> it's Patrick Mahomes and my annoying-ass girlfriend. I fucking I love Pat Mahomes I so much. I fucking adore that man, and he is so fucking awesome to watch. And it's not... So I, I love Peyton and what he was able to do um, between the tackles. I love everything else Pat Mahomes is be able to do between the, the tackles, run. outside the tackles, yeah. once he's past the line of scrimmage, once he's trying to get into the end zone, ask the fucking Tennessee defenders. Um, <laughs> yeah, when he just plowed over six of them just for being no able reason. to sidearm a fucking ball 20 yards downfield, shit like that. Like it's, Being able to throw a football. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much, you know, everybody made the comparison of Uncle Rico to Gardner because of the mustache yeah. and the way he looked, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure Pat Mahomes could actually throw a football over the mountains. Uh, him or Josh Allen. It's one of those Both two. Of them. <laughs> But yeah, I I absolutely fucking adore Pat Mahomes, and I will 
I will be a Chiefs fan as long as he's there. I will root for them. I'm I'm a Cowboys fan. That is my team. But yeah, see, I'm I'm a hundred percent a Browns fan. But there are are I will root for a, like certain players mm-hmm. or certain teams because of his like. Yep. I was a Chiefs fan for the Super Bowl. Yep. As much as I enjoy like George Kittle, mm-hmm. I was a hundred percent rooting for Pat to get his. They're his Super they're my Bowl. fallback option. So <laughs> I didn't fully get to feel the weight of my team winning a Super Bowl when when they won. Like I I was super ecstatic, but I didn't feel that like oomph like if it would have been the Cowboys. Yeah. If it had been the Cowboys, I might have cried. Honestly, if it had been the Browns, I would have had a, I would have died right fucking yep, there. Exactly. I, I don't care how good of health I am, I'm going to have to drop dead. <laughs> I, I I think half of the world probably would too. Right? Just yeah. the world just stops. The like, apocalypse begins right after. <laughs> like Jesus, like, well, it's time, boys. Is, we're done. This yep, just, this is it. We're starting over. <laughs> so you go ahead with your number two and your number one, sir. My number two. Barry Sanders. Barry, I watched a lot as a kid. He he was definitely one of those... He was pretty agile. He was very... He, pretty? He was the most agile. Yeah. Him, and, and, him and, like, maybe Deion Sanders and, like, Desmond Howard in college. Yeah, it was just the way he played the game... Maybe and, Gale Sayers, too. If you ever watched... Never seen Gale Sayers, nope. look him up. He's the other Bears running back great besides Walter oh. Payton. So it's just like I I just loved Barry. I even I even have a fucking Barry Sanders rookie card at my parents' house stored away so it doesn't get hurt. Um, it, I just loved everything he did on the field. He was another one of those guys. If I wasn't Jerome Bettis plowing over my much smaller friends, yeah. I was Jerome or uh, Barry Sanders trying to run around everybody, even though I was slow. And, but I was lanky, so I made it work because I'm taller than everybody. Well, I would say you compared yourself to Jerome Bettis. Do you know, slot receiver wise, who I've compared myself to most of my life? Wes Welker. Yeah, Wes oh. Welker, and then Julian Edelman. Yeah, yeah, because I I I'm not fast <laughs> by any stretch. I'm. Probably middle of the pack of like most of my friends in speed. I'm agile as fuck because I'm smaller and yeah. I've always known how to use that and I've always known how to use head fakes and being able to get around people. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I never could have made it in the NFL or anything like that. But when it comes to like normal average Joe's playing football, I was at least agile and very hard to tackle. So some of these fucking this fucking hammer. Well, that's like when I it, call my thighs. When it came to actually like. <laughs> If I would have actually compared myself to an actual player in that fashion, it was always Charles Woodson because I was always defensive-minded and I was always taller and I was able to get – I was very good at reading a quarterback. Mm. Um, and like, But I also wanted to play wide receiver for the same reason. And I can't think of his name, but he played for the Broncos. It was a white wide receiver. Eric Decker? No. Oh, Tim, Tim Dwight? No. No, he played for the Chargers, I thought. What is his name? Ed McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you know whose father that is? Or who he's the father of? Is that Christian's dad? Yeah. Are you shitting me? You didn't know that? No. (laughs) No, dude, I fucking, like, I I was Ed McCaffrey, and I think... Oh, one of my other ones was uh, Ricky Prohl, and his son just started playing for the XFL. No shit. He He was the white slot receiver for the greatest show on turf. So when they had Terry Holt and Isaac Bruce there, he was the the slot guy. Oh, okay, yeah. See, I, I, I loved watching and Wayne Corbett. I loved watching Wayne Corbett work out of the slot. He wasn't white, but he I was think, fucking great. And then he might have been a little white. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna let you guess who my number one favorite player of all time is. I've mentioned it a few times. 
Offensive or defensive? Offensive, actually. Still playing or not playing? Not playing. As, as much as I love defensive. The Is defensive it a quarterback? Side, no. Running back? Technically. Is it Des, is it Desmond Howard? No. <laughs> I don't no, he's not a I don't he's not a running back. Oh. Is it Larry Zonka? No, it's Michael Stott. Oh, yeah. Okay. I guessed a fullback. <laughs> yeah. It is it is one hundred percent Michael Stott will forever be one of my all time The neck brace. Is he was a f- he was the No human, gloves, just wrist brace yeah, on his on his wrists. He had those big fucking shoulder pads that you know mainly saw on linebackers. Mm-hmm. And he just fucking ran people over. Is that why you like Leighton Vander Esch? Because he's built the same way and he has the neck I think brace? That, and I think that's also why I like Christian McCaffrey so much. Yeah. I, if Christian wore the big fucking pads, I'd fucking fall in love. Yeah. Like, I went... There's a lot of newer... Like, as I mentioned, I think, like, one of our first episodes, I was into football a lot as a kid and I got away from it for a while. Mm-hmm. And our fantasy leagues and you kind of bringing me into... And wanting to bring me into the show with you is reinvigorated my love for the sport. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my like all time favorite players are from back when I was younger. Yeah. And Mike Allstott was, was it, he was the man to me. So mine was well before my time. It's well before my time. I want to say he was drafted a full 23 years before I was even born. Or maybe even earlier than that, because he went and did a stint in the Navy after he was drafted. So, that's kind of a giveaway. The former Navy quarterback. I'm trying to see if I can figure out... Just say what year he was drafted. That's what I'm trying to find out. Most people probably know who it is by now, because he played for the Cowboys. I thought I could just talk about it. Went to Navy. It's Roger Staubach. Um, He is the inventor of the Hail Mary. (laughs) Or at least the reason Wasn't he called, like, Captain Comeback? Yeah. Mm-hmm. His his ability to run. So, like, growing up, everyone always raved about He was Brayton. drafted in 1960. Holy shit. He was drafted six years before my parents were born. Good God. <laughs> so he was so he was drafted 31 years before I was born. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in 91. He was... But he... Well, because I was thinking he won a Super Bowl in 77. Oh, no, hold so. on, hold on. They had that wrong. Was he drafted in, like, 63 or It was 64. 64, okay. Yes. Yeah, and then he went and did a four-year stint in the Navy. Yeah, but he didn't join the Cowboys until 69. Yep. Nice. Nice. Um, But either way, that's two years before my parents were Won two Super Bowls in 71 and 77. Or the 71-72 season and then the 77-78 season. Um, With those four of the five in between won by the Steelers. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Hence your hate for the Steelers. Was the reason the Cowboys became America's team. I, they're not, but they that's the reason they got that moniker. Was yeah. America's team was because of Captain fucking America. Yeah. Captain Comeback. Steve Roger Rogers. Stop- oh. <laughs> Steve Rogers. Stop <laughs> but I go through and watch film of him, dude, because he, he was amazing with Bullet Bob Hayes back in the day. Um, even Drew Pearson, like fuck the hall of fame for not getting him in yet but he was he's the last one isn't he the only one on the, of the 1970s all decade team not to be in the hall of fame yet because yeah, i saw there was and there if was... i swear to god if he dies and they put him in i'm gonna fucking rage 
Like, let him there, enjoy it. There was fo- there was footage of him, like, being pissed and crying. Yeah. Like, it I, broke my fucking heart. I shared it. Like, he was like, I can't believe they fucking did me like this and drew it out. And I, it just, it sucks. But, yeah, Roger Staubach is fucking amazing. And I, like, growing up around a bunch of Cowboys fans, like, my mom and one of her many boyfriends were, <laughs> <laughs> um, were big Cowboys fans. And I, I think it was just mostly like the nineties. Everyone loved the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, cause they were winning <laughs> pretty much. And, uh, you know, who still wasn't winning in the nineties, the Browns. Cleveland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's funny too. Cause I didn't actually fully become a Cowboys fan. Like I had an appreciation for them cause everyone around me did. Yeah. But I didn't fully become a Cowboys fan until 2002. Like I said, with Peyton Manning being on the cover of NFL fever, he was on several covers of it, actually, all of them. Um, but in that time frame, they went 5-11 and 11 for four consecutive seasons with Quincy Carter as their head coach. And then eventually Bill Parcells came in and took over, got him to 10-6, and six, and that's when they've been better since then, more or less. Um, and then, you know, Drew Bledsoe and then Tony yeah. Romo and now Dak Prescott. So, but... Um, it's Dak! Yeah. In the saddle again. <laughs> I'm Zach, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I. Everyone had always told me about the, tri- the you know the triplets: Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, uh, Troy Aikman, and guys like that. Um, Mike Michael Irvin was a guy I loved watching too. I did too, but he had a big cocaine problem, like a really. I don't, big I don't think problem. I don't think big is the right word. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, I mean, they had so many fucking great players on that team, and Daryl Johnson and. I mean, in the nineties, but I went back and like, as I got older, I was like, you know what? I'm curious more about like the history of the Cowboys. And I went back and watched like all their, a bunch of games of them in the seventies and like watched full tape of their super bowls and shit. And I was like, dude, Roger Staubach was the fucking truth. <laughs> like making plays that guys like Patrick Mahomes are making now back then in the fucking seventies. Yeah. dude. And it was a completely different league yep. then too. So I, that's my number one. And that's, more or less where my love of the Cowboys came from was watching those films and just learning about the, the seventies, you know, America's team and falling in love with them. So, and unfortunately that, uh, that is the end of the list. Well, it's the end of the list, but that's the last, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that'll wrap up our list. Let's see what we have next here on the docket. I think it's the Guess Who. Yeah, we are doing Fantasy Guess Who. Um, and I picked our position so that way we wouldn't look at other positions. Yeah. So uh, do you have a running back yet? Or Yes. Okay, so you go ahead and do yours first. I'm going to start pulling up okay. my want to. He finished, and it is a he. Okay. <laughs> Really narrowed it down. The 26th running back. Okay. He rushed for 772 yards, had 180 receiving yards, eight rushing touchdowns. You said 772. 772. Okay. Two receiving touchdowns. Okay. Now, I, I didn't want to say this before we started. Um, we're allowed one hint but we have to ask the que- the person guessing has to ask the question and then the person who picked the player yeah. gets to decide whether that can be the hint or not. Okay. So if it's if you think it's too much of a giveaway, you can say no, think of something else. Um 
So 26th, 772 rushing yards, eight touchdowns, you said? And two receiving touchdowns on like 190. Eight rushing, two receiving, 180 receiving yards. My mind sticks to him for some reason. They were a playoff team. I'll give you that right away. Playoff team. Okay, uh, this will break it down for me pretty easily then. Does he play for the NFC com- or the National Football Conference? I was actually getting ready to look that up because I had a feeling that's where you were going. They are in the NFC. They are in the NFC. So that narrows it down to six teams, which makes it pretty easy for me. <laughs> it's not Aaron Jones. Um, no, he, he finished two, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not Elvin Kamara because I know Elvin Kamara only had like four total touchdowns this last year. Um, it's not Delvin Cook. I don't think. No, that's definitely not Delvin Cook. Um, I was trying to think time phrase, time frame wise of when he got injured and shit, but he wouldn't be 26 then he wouldn't only have 190 yards receiving. Um, who else made the, oh, oh, Chris Carson. Is that your guess? Hold on. <laughs> Let me go through the list a little bit more. Why can't I think of the other teams? Oh, no. Hmm. <laughs> That's say so I wanted to give you the opportunity. That's why I asked if it was your final answer. I know Tevin Coleman didn't have that many rushing touchdowns, and I'm fairly certain Matt Breida didn't. So it could be Raheem Mostert. And then, why can't I think of the other NFC team that made the playoffs? Oh, the Eagles. It's not Miles Sanders. And he was really, it's not Boston Scott. Yeah, Yeah. so it's pretty much it. Boston Scott wasn't a thing until, like, the Mm. end of the season. So it's a 50-50 proposition at this point. Between? Chris Carson. And? Raheem Mostert. Okay. I, fuck. You know, I am gonna. I'm gonna go with Mostert. Is it Raheem Mostert? That is correct. Yeah, <laughs> it was Raheem the Dream Mostert. I don't know if that's an actual nickname, but it is I now. Mean, it's what Kareem's nickname was? Oh, speaking of nicknames, I wanted to bring it up. We came up with a couple more for our show. <laughs> One uh, that is instantly made a spot in my team. Me and my me and my wife like kind of were just randomly coming up with nicknames as I was playing Madden the other day. Um, Everyone knows about uh, the the Baby Yoda memes and going to get Chicky Nugs. So <laughs> Nick Chubb has now become Chicky Nubs. Chicky Nubs! <laughs> and then assuming he goes to the Bengals, it makes so much sense in the world to start referring to... Uh, I almost said Joey Bosa. <laughs> uh, Joe Burrows as... Not Joe Bangles, but Bojangles. Bojangles? Joe Bangles. Yep. Either one, honestly. <laughs> Joe Bangles yeah. is Mr. Bojangles, or Bojangles is Mr. Joe Bangles. So, uh, okay, I gotta look up yours, don't I? And see, you were picking a tight end for me, which is yes. Gonna, I think is scary because that'll probably be within the, like the top fifteen. And don't you dare start looking at tight ends. I'm not. I'm not I on Facebook. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't think you caught what I said. I could have been. Okay, so at he tight finished ends. as tight end one uh, for the fifth, fourth consecutive year. Um, now let's see here. Now that's ADP. That wouldn't help anybody. No, it wouldn't. That'd throw me way the fuck off. 
Mm. Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. <laughs> While you're looking for that real quick, I'm going to figure out what the dog's doing. That way she's not getting into shit. So. I'm going to kind of. No, she was. Okay. She was sleeping, and I think I woke her up. boy. Okay. Here's one that I like. Okay. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Oh, great. <laughs> I have no chance. Uh, that's fucking crazy. Finishes tight end 19. Okay. Okay. Um, 43 receptions for 436 yards, three receiving touchdowns. Has a pretty prominent injury history. I thought you were going to say jawline. <laughs> no. Uh, hold on. I'm pulling up career real quick. Injury history at the tight end position. He did have his entire career, which spans, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years. This has been in the league. Seven years. Okay. This was his seventh year he just completed. He will be a free agent this year. Um, Sorry, I woke you up. I feel like this isn't too big of a giveaway. He... Went to a school that is not part of a conference and did have one top six finish in his career and has been injury prone since. Okay, so if he was in a school that didn't go to the conference, I'm assuming he went to Notre Dame. I didn't even see it. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I literally was, put it down with. I was <laughs> looking over here, yeah. petting her. Um, Big girl. Did. Did their team make the playoffs? No. Okay, shit. <laughs> I might give you one more hint. We'll see how I feel. <sighs> Tight end 19? Yep. And only three touchdowns? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be even the, like... I mean, I think the top four only had like six. Let's see here. Just to give you a point of reference at how far down tight end 19 is, I think I froze my shit. Oh, no, I didn't. Um, tight end 12 was Mike Gesicki with 51 t- uh, catches for 570 yards and five touchdowns. Oh, Jesus. So give you a point of reference how far away he is. He did is worse than Gesicki. As a tight end. Yeah, Gesicki. Hey, what are you eating? Um, let's see... The, the It's the injury-prone part that kind of throws me off. There's one I'm leaning towards, but I don't remember what school he went to. Oh, bonk. <laughs> like I said, it's lucky she's cute because she's big dummy. <laughs> um, did... Was he finished higher than that? Shit. Did, did he have any goose eggs this season? Probably. If you're thinking of O.J. Howard, no. Damn it. That's where I was leading. So it's not... I'm trying to think of all the tight ends I can think of off the top of my head. Is it Eric? No. He did not have any goose eggs this season. No goose eggs. Because that would... He was actually a little more consistent than I thought he would be. (laughs) He's got a 7.7 game, a 9.9. He's 
several weeks with between 2.8 and 4.7. I have, I have two in my head. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and spurt, spurt them out so you can get them out there. I'm thinking it's either Evan Ingram or Eric Ebron. Will you stop getting your nose tangled up in the cord? <laughs> um, I'm going with Eric Ebron. False. Damn it. Who was it? Eiferted. Oh. <laughs> it's Tyler Eifert. You know, the thing is, he popped into my head. I was going to ask you. Both of those guys did technically have goose eggs that you said, by the way, because they missed several games. See, I wasn't thinking uh, if. OJ Howard was 29. Damn. And he didn't. I don't think he missed a single game due to injury. <laughs> but like I said, if Phillip Rivers goes there, dude, I'm all over OJ Howard next year because. Between Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry, Phillip Rivers loves his tight ends. So. Yeah, so if that if that's where if he goes there, it's probably what got him in trouble with his wife. He loves his wife's tight end a little too much too. <laughs> that's why he's got like forty seven kids. Yep. What's the over under on him finishing his career with the same amount of kids as his number seventeen? <laughs> oh, I I'd take the under. <laughs> I don't know, I'd man. take think, the under on five years. I think he's got. I think he's got, what, maybe like two, three years left, if that. Yeah. Maybe one. But I he'd have to pump out like another six kids in that span, so. <laughs> Every interception, another kid. <laughs> he threw 20 this year, I think, wasn't it? Uh, Yes. Yeah. See, that's 20 kids. I think like 23 touchdowns and 20 interceptions or some yeah. shit like that. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, more or less going to wrap us up. So if you guys want to dip out, don't forget to follow us on the socials. The socials. <laughs> uh, at Beer Brothers FF on Twitter and then Beer Brothers Fantasy Football anywhere else if you want to give us a follow. Uh, if you enjoy the show, make sure you go check out uh, all of our podcast listening apps you can and give us a five star review. We would love you forever for it. Um, but I'm going to talk about real quick uh, the CWFL draft uh, we have coming up. I think next week we're going to try to find a, a bingo tumbler, one of the little spinny guys, and uh, some. some Bingo balls as well. I'm just put letters of people's names on there. Uh, I have the most picks because I Mac made a trade with me that I got his first pick. And yeah, he, he ended up with the most. Fuck you, Mac. He had the most lottery entrance out of all of them, uh, which is at four. And then uh, Sierra, my my beautiful, gorgeous, lovely wife. Happy Valentine's Day! Thank you for allowing me to come record this podcast on Valentine's Day. Thank you. Yeah, we're uh, we're going out tomorrow to get some BD's Mongolian Grill. Not going to go get some cheeky nubs. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, she's got three. Alex has three. The toilet bowl And Brandon, winner. Brandon, Brandon has, has two. two. Yeah. So we will draw. Uh, Alex can't pick any lower than two because he was the, the toilet bowl kafloosh winner. And uh, so, yeah, we'll, it'll determine our, our first four picks in the upcoming rookie draft, which... I might put it up for vote. I don't know. We did it right after the draft last year, which I thought was kind of cool. Gives us kind of a midway point of the yeah. off season, but at the same time, like players can get hurt. And well, no, I thought we did it after. We did it right after the draft, like I during rounds four through seven is when we start. We started it. Yeah, Sunday. we did. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I I just think it'll make it'll have people make better picks because sleeper will have their, you know, more draft references to go off of. So their ADP will be a little more set if we wait longer. Yeah, that way you can kind of see what they're going to do in camp and shit. Or the reason I like drafting earlier is if you're not following and not paying attention to what teams, like who drafted 
what, when. Yeah, but that tasted bad, huh? You just licked paint, you dummy. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I... He's not talking to me. <laughs> or am I? <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know. I, I feel like if we do it right after the draft, it rewards people who pay attention more. So Yeah, I we'll think see. I'd put it up for a vote. I know I think I would put it later on. I think that's next... where my vote would go, just so yeah. I can kind of get a feel for where people are going to go and how they're going to be involved in their team. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's more or less the show. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with some shout-outs here. Uh, we should end up being on Super Movie Bros podcast. I think we're just going to do it um, with Dave. I don't know if Jay's going to be available. It just depends, honestly. Because I know you said well, you were talking to Dave and Jay's work schedule is fucking bananas. Yeah. Uh, I think Tuesdays he's off, so I'm going to try to talk to Dave. I am off Tuesday. So. Yeah, so if he's off on Tuesday and I'm available, uh, depends on work stuff and where you're at yeah um if we can do tuesday we might be able to so i'll, I'll talk to him about it but yeah check out the super movie brothers uh awesome movie review podcast um give you awesome drink recipes for specific movies uh make them very similar to you know characters off of that movie or plot points of that movie yeah and then um yeah if you want to follow them at super movie pod on twitter or um Super Movie Bros on Facebook. Jay runs their Facebook. Dave runs their Twitter. And, uh, you know, subscribe, download, give them a listen. They're awesome. I know I've gotten a couple people to check them out. So, uh, AJ, if you want to talk about your side, bitch. <laughs> my my other my other podcast, the other pod project I got going on, the 12-pack the podcast with AJ and Jared. Just, I meant to bring you all that extra beer for my birthday. Oh, I bet there's a fucking lot of it, too. It's like... Uh, a gentleman's six pack. It's like an eight pack. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, we, we talk about everything and nothing all at once while getting pretty well cooked. I know our most recent episode, I got a little fucking drunk towards the end of it, and you could hear it in my speech. <laughs> I, I slow down and I get a, a bit more giggly. Um, but this this episode that we were recording tomorrow, today's Friday, we record tomorrow on Saturday, uh, we will have our first guest. It is a pretty popular person in Toledo and in, in radio. If if you pay attention to the radio scenes and you don't, uh, you know, just listen to your phone. Um, so keep an eye on that. And we're also going to be giving our top ten, another top ten list, top ten favorite wrestling finishers. Ooh. So. I know Jared has already given me a spoiler. His is pretty pile driver heavy, which doesn't surprise yeah. me. So <laughs> number one, the Canadian destroyer. <laughs> I know it's in his top three. Yeah, I, he hasn't told me anything about it. I know the Canadian. For those destroyer of you who don't three. understand what that is, it, it's literally front flipping a person into a pile driver. It's fucking insane. It's d- dangerous as shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So tune into that. Look us up. We're everywhere, and all your podcasts. And if you follow us on Twitter, we share out. Uh, I share out the links for it, so which I do greatly appreciate. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Um, as long as you know that's your secondary podcast. They are both equal in my eyes. Fuck off. Um, you smell like fart, dog. <laughs> the uh, another shout out. I want to give out to our our good buddy Alex across the campus, bud. With with the other AJ, that other banger podcast, bro. <laughs> they um they just had a huge guest for their show. Um, I forget what his position is. He's like the leader of basketball operations for the Mac, I believe, yeah. or something like that. And it was it was a really good show. Um, I haven't finished it. Alex, I'm sorry. 
Um, I know you said there was Don't a... Don't apologize to him. I haven't started it, so... Oh. <laughs> I'm the better friend. Um, I know that he said there's a, a story about Tim Duncan with this guy as well, because the guy used to be a coach, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Alex is... At Wake Forest? I think that's where it was. I think he said something about... Or Tim Duncan went to school. <laughs> uh, he was coaching at uh, BG as well. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> oh, she's so mad at me. Yeah, right? <laughs> She perked up real quick. Like, Don't what, blow on the dog. <laughs> what motherfucker? <laughs> um, they they're they're putting out quality quality stuff every episode. He's just getting better. They're getting stronger as a team. Not quite our level of strength. They're not over nine thousand yet. Mm-hmm. So go <laughs> go give them a follow. I think they are at. Is it across the campus on Twitter or is it? I'll have to look it up. Yeah. So you can find them. Um, I think it's at across across the campus. I'm pretty sure. I I think that's right. That sounds right. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I know Alex is at Capt Sheer America or America. He, they they are at across the campus on Twitter. Um, they got a couple polls on who you think is going to win the Big Ten as far as basketball this year. Not Ohio State. Uh, not Michigan either. <laughs> Uh, I told I my my prediction was Maryland's gonna keep on their hot streak and win the whole thing. Agreed. Uh, after I told them, because their poll said other option, so I put other option. I said me, and I put the uh, the gif of um, Michael Scott saying I'm a basketball machine. <laughs> <laughs> so give them a follow, give them a listen, and you you, you definitely won't regret giving them a, a bit of your time. And then last but not least, we are presented by them, so make sure to go check out atbsports.net. Uh, nothing but but banger. Fucking bangers. Fucking bangers, bro. But uh, yeah, banger articles. Honestly, uh, John Kaufman, Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie doesn't even write articles. She just puts out banger tweets. Steffi retweets the world. Yeah, that exactly. should be her new handle. And then uh, yeah, Chandler's been pumping out some good ones, and uh, some of the newer guys. Eric has has been doing a really good job. So, and then a. a all of the podcast network is there. So if you want to click on the podcast link, we're there. Across the campus is there. Across the board podcast is there, which is more or less a Browns Ev- podcast. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Take that, Chandler. Uh, every across the whatever you can think of is yep. generally there Jags, at this point. Bills, Cavs, basketball, football. They're, they're, we're getting everything. Yep. We're the only non-across the team. Which yeah, we right. would be called across the beard. <laughs> <laughs> across the fantasy sounds goofy. Yeah. But yeah. All right, guys. That's uh, that's going to wrap us up for this week. This and, is uh, one of our longest shows in a while. Yeah. We're almost so, at an hour and a half. We, uh, we appreciate you. We love you. And we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Linda. No, seriously. Linda, tell Gene to get off the fryer. We're out. We're out.